The work may not be done, but we do have the Dolphins roster whittled down to just 53 players after initial cutdowns that were due yesterday by 4 p.m. We're reacting to who made the cut, who didn't make the cut, and the moves the Dolphins did and didn't make here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to thank you guys who are with us every day, as are everydayers, because it is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. We have 53 players under contract as things currently stand with the Miami Dolphins. And it's not necessarily what we thought it was going to look like. Um, We're very heavily skewed towards the offensive side of the ball right now. And, And I think probably the context clues where Vic Fangio asked during the offseason and training camp how things were going and saying we need to find some guys to step into some spots. Uh, So my expectation is the Dolphins are going to take the foundation that they laid yesterday at 4 p.m. and they are going to probably bring back, Well, first they have to convert players like Keon or uh, Jalen Ramsey and also Elijah Campbell onto injured reserve. Keon Crossan already landed on injured reserve. We'll talk about him when we get to uh, decisions that the team made. And then from there, once you open up some roster spots, I would expect you'll probably bring in some players that were here and some players who weren't here. And you'll, you'll probably have three, four new faces when this thing is all said and done, and they'll all probably be on the defensive side of the ball. But let's talk about who made the cut. The Dolphins are carrying three quarterbacks at this point in time. Tua Tungvaloa, Mike White, and Skylar Thompson. No surprises there. We have six backs, which is a number that I don't think is sustainable, if we're being honest. Uh, tip of the cap to Christopher Brooks. Chris Brooks made this 53-man roster initially. Had an outstanding training camp, outstanding preseason performance from him. Obviously, a very different body style type uh, back. but. Um, you know, he he came in here and he forced the Dolphins to make sure that they didn't part ways with him. So you have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon Chain, Savan Ahmed, Christopher Brooks, five running backs, plus Alec Ingold at the fullback position. At wide receiver, the Dolphins are carrying six. And it's uh, no surprises here with the six that they carried. The surprise was a contractual move that was made. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Cedric Wilson on a restructured contract that was finalized yesterday to cut the last year of his contract off uh, to adjust his salary for this year and leave incentivized money in there for the Dolphins. So Cedric Wilson, a reduced salary cap hit this year and a reduced salary cap hit next year. They just took some of the the money that he was owed this year and converted it to next year as is. Uh, So he's on the books this year now for four and a half million dollars. Uh, and a $2.5 million dead cap hit for next year. So uh, some funny money business for for Chris Greer 
uh, Brandon Shore and Cedric Wilson, but uh, I think a move that that makes it much more digestible to have Cedric Wilson as, as a member of this wide receiver room. Braxton Berrios, Eric Ezukama, and River Craycraft. Craycraft, uh, kind of the one guy my projection had five, and Craycraft was the guy I thought after the initial cutdowns, you put some guys on IR, and then you bring Craycraft back in, into the fray. Only two tight ends. Uh, Durham Smythe and Julian Hill, the undrafted free agent, are the only two tight ends currently under contract for the Dolphins. Hill's a heck of a story, uh, as is Chris Brooks, but uh, uh, that's going to be a room that I think gets some attention, whether it's from a guy like Tyler Croft coming back after you open up space. Eric Saubert landed on injured reserve, uh, so I don't suspect we'll see Eric Saubert Back with the team. Oh, actually, I know we won't see Eric Sauber back with the team. That's how injured reserve works. They put him on IR before the 53-man cutdown. Therefore, he is ineligible to play for the rest of the season. On the offensive line, the Dolphins kept four tackles. Uh, Teron Armstead, Austin Jackson, Kendall Lamb, no surprises there. The big surprise was Keon Smith, and I will say this, and I know I, I said this to Chris Kaufman of three yards per carry on social media the other week when, when we were watching, or we were each respectively separately watching game tape. He had an observation about how well Keon Smith performed. Keon Smith is probably the bottom 50% of that 90-man roster the Dolphins carried all off or all training camp. He's the most improved player in the bottom 50% of the roster. So the bottom 45 players, like fringe 53-man caliber players, the player you saw Keon Smith was last year versus the key player that Keon Smith was in the preseason this year, totally different cat. Tip of the cap to him. His development is a really promising development. I don't think there's any chance the Dolphins would have got him back on the practice squad. Six interior offensive linemen. Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, Isaiah Wynn, Robert Jones, Liam Eikenberg, Lester Cotton. I would assume Robert Jones may be going on injured reserve for short term. You can bring him back after four games if that is the case, if that happens today. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but that is a grand total of one, two, three, four. 27 players on the offensive side of the ball, plus three specialists, right? So, I mean, you're you're, you're skewed pretty heavy. If it's 25, 25, and three for your three specialists, that's even, that's balanced. The Dolphins do not have numbers right now on the defensive side of the ball. They invest a lot more in the offensive side of the football. Not too many surprises on the defensive side of the ball. There, there was a, a trade that happened. Uh, in the secondary, but up front, Wilkins, Sealer, Davis, and Peely. Peely does indeed make the cut. I guess the the worry here was um, your the developmental upside for Brandon Peely. Uh, I do not believe he's a player that's ready to play. Um, we'll see what else the Dolphins do with that interior defensive line. That like tight end is a group that stands out to me that says we're not done. You need to do something else here. Uh, on the edge, I think you probably need another player. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Emmanuel Agba, Andrew Van Giegel. That's the group. <laughs> it's, uh, Malik Reed didn't make the cut. None of these undrafted free agents made the cut. At linebacker, David Long, Jerome Baker, Channing Tindall, and Duke Riley. No surprises with that group. I think that group's ready to go for as things stand right now. The cornerback position, you had Jalen Ramsey. Passing through, he will land on IR at, at some point today, presumably. Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, Cam Smith, Eli Apple, Kelvin Joseph. It's a new name. Dolphins swapping Kelvin Joseph uh, in favor or, or getting Kelvin Joseph in favor with a trade of the Dallas Cowboys, sending away 
former first-round pick Noah Benogany. And Noah showed some growth. Noah had the best camp he's ever had. Uh, but you get into the game settings, and it's time to make plays on the football. And ultimately, those plays didn't happen. They, the, the light bulb did not come on at the catch point for Noah. And um, I think getting a special teams type player who's a really good athlete, Calvin Joseph came through the pre-draft process uh, out of Kentucky after a stint at LSU and ran a 4-3-5. He's a really good athlete, really explosive. And um, I think that's somebody that can give you some of the special teams reps that you need to find uh, when Elijah Campbell, as an example, ends up on presumably injured reserve. His injury prognosis does not sound good, at least what we heard from Mike McDaniel. You have at safety, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Deshaun Elliott, Verone McKinley, uh, and Elijah Campbell. McKinley was one that was reported was going to get cut as they got down to the wire. They ultimately kept Verone McKinley. I, I think that's probably better safe than sorry. Uh, McKinley played for you last year. He got some good run, and I think this Fangio defense is going to be a better opportunity for him um, versus playing in the high post. I think more split field coverage is probably protects him from what some of the questions were that allowed him to go undrafted at the end of the, the, the day anyway when he came through the draft. And I think he's got enough tape that somebody probably would have plucked a second-year player uh, like a Verone McKinley. So you you pass him through. You don't have to worry about trying to get him back off the waiver wire. And okay, you're good to go. Uh, Jason Sanders, Jake Bailey, Blake Ferguson, your three specialists. So the money that I have down for the Dolphins, um, I about $21 million between money that's already on IR, money that's on the PUP, that's Nick Needham, Eric Saubert, and... Uh, Keon Crossman are the two players that go on IR. And then between all the players, all the undrafted free agents that got $100,000 here, $150,000 there, and um, signing bonuses or players that got marginal signing bonuses or guaranteed money, obviously the Byron Jones uh, money is, is accounted for in here from a dead money perspective. I've got about $21 million for the Dolphins on money that's on IR the PUP, and dead cap. When you look at what they have on the roster on the 53 right now, I have the Dolphins with about 12 and a quarter million dollars in cap space. File that away. We're going to talk about um, potential claims here next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. These days, every potential hire feels like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster, and for free, you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring, and simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So... I mentioned all said and done that uh, the Dolphins have 
12 and a quarter million dollars in cap space, right? And the reason I'm including this is because the pathway forward from here is probably going to require you to sign a couple of veteran free agents. It's probably going to require you to file some claims on the waiver wire. You have to fill out the rest of this roster and make it a more balanced group. So what I have done, and I have my notes here, is I went through all the cuts for all the teams and I identified some players that I thought that I would be interested in. And I want to identify who those players are just to kind of put some names on your radar. It is worth acknowledging right off the jump that if we're being honest, we're probably looking at um, one defensive lineman, potentially one tight end, unless they bring back one of the guys that they parted ways with and they parted ways with Tanner Connor, Elijah Higgins, and also Tyler Croft is Croft, a player who they think, Hey, no, we're, He's not going to sign anywhere else. Uh, he's not going to be exposed to the waiver wire. So we'll get our other players through transactionally, uh, get players on IR, and then have an open roster spot and add them back into the bags. I don't know. But if you're looking at the defensive lineman, it goes without saying Akeem Hicks is still a name that is out there. Linval Joseph is still a name that is out there. And Damakon Sue is still a name that is out there. I don't know what Sue's appetite would be to come back to Miami. I just know Linval Joseph and Ntamakan Sue played in Philadelphia last year in a defensive system that was very similar. So you have three vet names right there, right off the jump. Then at corner, if you're concerned about nickel depth, is can Kelvin Joseph be like an alleviated, we don't have to worry about nickel depth anymore because once Jalen Ramsey goes on IR, you're going to have presumably Jalen Ramsey and Elijah Campbell. You're going to have nine DBs, five corners, Howard, Kohu, Smith, Apple, and Joseph. And then Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Deshaun Elliott, Verone McKinley. I would venture a guess. I would venture a guess that you probably want another defensive back. The Dolphins have kicked the tires. Well, Bryce Callahan, I think that's another name worth mentioning here as somebody who played on the vet minimum last year. And um, the Dolphins had him for a workout. And if that's the case, you know, maybe that, that's another direction that you could ultimately choose to go and, and boost uh, who you feel is, is capable and ready to play uh, on this Dolphins defense if you needed them to suit up and actually go. But I want to give you guys the names on my list and I did it alphabetically by team. And I'm just, I, I tried to identify tight end position, defensive line, defensive back, and, and use that as a launch point. So from Atlanta, or excuse me, from Arizona, uh, former LSU defensive lineman, Richard Lawrence is a backup nose tackle. Uh, durability has been an issue there, but as in a rotational role as a backup defensive lineman, um, consider me interested uh, pre-draft process undrafted free agent rookie tight end Joel Honigford if you remember uh, just how hard we pounded the table for that uh, in the pre-draft process to have that be a player that was was brought in for his blocking abilities a former offensive tackle uh, for the Atlanta Falcons uh, interior defensive lineman Justin Ellis catches my eye potentially uh, from the Baltimore Ravens 
Defensive back DeAndre Houston Carson is a big-time special teams player. And then defensive lineman Brent Urban. I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank, but I know that's a player that potentially could be a stylistic fit for you and what you try to do up front. Uh, from the Carolina Panthers, offensive guard Michael Jordan caught my eye from North Carolina, six foot six guard. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure that the numbers are going to be there for the Dolphins to carry because they're so skewed on the offensive side of the ball. For the Chicago Bears, uh, former nose tackle Bravian Roy. For the Cincinnati Bengals, tight end Devin Asai. Asai was a former third-round pick by the New England Patriots out of UCLA. Big body type guy. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, defensive tackle Tristan Hill, former second-round draft selection out of UCF. Uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, tight end Sean McKeon. Uh, from the Denver Broncos, defensive interior defensive lineman Mike Purcell. Uh, interior offensive lineman Kyle Fuller pops to me as well. And then interior defensive lineman Tyler Lancaster. Uh, I think there's a number of players off that Denver cuts list uh, that caught my eye. Uh, the Houston Texans tight end, Eric Tomlinson, big time blocker type. The Dolphins got a little extra look at him. And then a trio of interior defensive linemen that I don't think it bodes well that they didn't make the Texans, but uh, there's varying degrees of interest here based off their profiles. Uh, Byron Cowart, former New England Patriot, former five-star recruit. Uh, Thomas Booker was a fifth-round pick out of Stanford last year. Uh, sounds like there's an injury issue there. And, and then Roy Lopez, who played meaningful snaps for them as an A-gap defender, also caught my eye. Uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, uh, rookie fifth-round pick Darius Rush. I don't think he'll get through the waivers. The waivers are based off of last year's draft order uh, to get down to the Dolphins. But both him and interior offensive lineman Emil Echior are at least mildly interesting to me. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, interior defensive lineman Danny Shelton, former first-round pick, interior offensive lineman Austin Ryder, uh, tight ends Kendall Blanton and Matt Bushman. I think both of those are really interesting players. Bushman played at BYU and, and was really interesting. He had a knee injury, and then Kendall Blanton uh, played at Missouri. He's a big, big, big body type, so it just depends on what the Dolphins want. Uh, from the Chargers, interior defensive lineman Gerard Clark, from the Los Angeles Rams, this would be a waiver claim. Uh, Logan Bruss, he was their top pick last year in the NFL draft. He was like a third-round pick. He was a guard at Wisconsin. They moved him to tackle uh, for whatever reason. There was no indication that he was a tackle at all, and then he didn't make the team. He got cut. Uh, members of the Dolphins that I think could feasibly come back, and at least one of these, if not two of these, may end up being, we're going to put pen to paper, and we're going to put you right on IR. Uh, Justin Bethel and Deshaun Hand. And then also Tyler Croft. Uh, for Minnesota, interior defensive lineman Ross Blacklock, a little bit more of a penetration type, not an A-gap defender. Uh, from the New England Patriots, Carl Davis. He's kind of been a journeyman, uh, low-ceiling, interior A-gap defender type. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, tight end Jesse James. For the New York Giants, offensive tackle Tyree Phillips. From the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, tight end Dan Arnold. Offensive lineman Dennis Kelly. That's one that really pops. He's a super positional, versatile player. From the San Francisco 49ers, both tight end Troy Fumagalli and defensive lineman Kerry Hyder. I feel like both of those are really good potential fits for Miami, and obviously they're from San Francisco, so there's some familiarity there. And then the Seattle Seahawks uh, center Joey Hunt, because right now the Dolphins do not have a true center on the roster behind Connor Williams. It's Lee Meikenberg right now is penciled in in that spot. So there you go. There's who we got. 
there's what the Dolphins have to spend. There's a bunch of names for you that like I think would be good fits that are available and out there to varying degrees. But that's not all that happened yesterday. We have to talk about the uh, the thing that didn't happen. And that's what we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. I got to ask you guys a question. Do you ever have trouble with performance? Are you ever out with your partner and feel like you just can't really get the job done? Does it get worse when there's lots of people around anxiety? Does it get even worse with guacamole? I'm talking about chips, guys. Weak chips. The ones that can't handle a hearty scoop of guac. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips understands the pain of trying to dip with weak tortilla chips, and no one wants to go soft on the guac. Unlike other chips, Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are literally built to dip. They're made the old-fashioned way by actually cutting tortillas, so Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are both sturdy and delicious. They're crisp, corny, and organic. These chips will make your tailgate go to another level. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are now available at Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. You can find them in the deli section with the chips. So head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, and scoop that guac like the stud you are. The Jonathan Taylor stuff. Save it for last. Because I'm ready to move on. What's increasingly apparent, and uh, there's a bunch of Colts fans that are mad at me for for this because they feel I'm only looking at this through the lens of the Miami Dolphins, never mind the fact that I co-host Locked On NFL Scouting. I've been a a draft nick for a a decade and have uh, been following uh, team building across the league. It's literally what our podcast is dedicated to, and I have a renewed focus there over the course of the past two to three years. So all of the components of player management, roster management, asset control, um, player negotiations, maximizing your windows, team life cycles, these are all things that like I have a, a great passion in over the last three years, along with Joe Marino on Locked On NFL Scouting. And if you pay attention to that kind of stuff, and I, I get it from a Colts fan perspective because we've been there as Dolphins fans. Nobody wants to tell you that your team just did a boneheaded thing. But I don't know how you look at the situation with Jonathan Taylor and feel like the Colts are ever going to be able to maximize the window to get value. And they are trying to do it in a time and an era in which running backs have never been less coveted by the league. Miami made very competitive offers. And just to give you a headspace on where the Indianapolis Colts were with this, ESPN Stephen Holder, from the he's the the beat reporter for the Colts, he's been all over this Jonathan Taylor stuff since July. Okay, and he's done a phenomenal job. He went on local radio in Indianapolis yesterday and said the Colts were asking about Jalen Waddell and a mid-round pick in return for Jonathan Taylor. Think about that. Jalen Waddell and a pick for Jonathan Taylor, who's on the PUP, will not play the first four games of the season. The team can try to revisit at the trade deadline, and if that doesn't go well, they can put the franchise tag on him and try to trade him again. What incentive does any team have to give more assets 
for Jonathan Taylor than what they had with a full season of availability on a rookie contract staring you right in the face. None. And the Colts, they weren't interested about, or they, they weren't serious about trading Jonathan Taylor. And Colts fans will tell you, good, we didn't want to trade Jonathan Taylor. That's fine. You got every right to do it. But I don't see the pathways for this story to have a happy ending because now they're saying, well, we want to pay Jonathan Taylor, but we want to see him in a new scheme first. Okay. Okay. So um, who knows how close it really was. I, I was trying to stay plugged in all throughout the day yesterday. It seemed like there was some momentum to get it done. I don't know how far up the top that came from Indianapolis's perspective to squash a potential deal. I have a feeling I know, but you're just filling in the blanks, right? My point is this. The Dolphins made a pursuit and they they made they were much more assertive and plugged in with pursuing this than they were with just about every other back that they've gone after this offseason. But if the team it takes two to tango and if the mentality of Indianapolis is asking, okay, well, you want to take for Jonathan Taylor? What's Jalen Waddle looking like? Well, you'd have to give us a pick, too. I'm not interested. And I'm glad that the Dolphins weren't either at that level of expectation from Indianapolis. So the Dolphins will move forward with this stable of backs. I still think five running backs is too many to carry. We'll see who gets bumped off. And uh, we'll see what transactions come the Dolphins' way. And that is what we have to look forward to over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys checking the show. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll be back to talk to you all again soon. Fins up.